I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the General Hospital recap for March 20th through 24th. I was just sharing with Amanda before we started, I kind of listened, half watched Thursday and Friday because I was traveling. So if I mess up stuff, that's why. <laughs> this week, that's why. <laughs> it's always nice when we have an excuse. Exactly. It's when we just forget things that sinks. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with the Port Charles pipeline we received from Samantha Nolan. And it says, super fan here. I love it when you all get tickled and giggle so much. One of you has a giggle that sounds like we are all at 13 years old. Spend the night party. <laughs> I think that might be you. I was thinking so too. <laughs> and whoever falls asleep first gets their bra put in the freezer and toothpaste in there. Oh, mm. you put toothpaste in someone's crap. Wow. I never did that one. No. The, um, the finger in the warm bowl of water because it, it was supposed this to make them make you pee. Right. Right. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say, I saw James Patrick Stewart on Frasier. Oh, and the gang went on a ski trip and JPS was a gay ski instructor. People got confused as to who was attracted to who. And everyone kept walking, kept going into the wrong bedrooms. It was funny. And JPS was so handsome and on point with his character. It was a great episode. Keep up the fun. I'll be listening. And oh, yeah, I, too, do not want the Magic Milo act at the nurse's ball. Nice. I'm glad we're not the only ones. And I have another James Patrick Stewart pre-GH catch later. (laughs) Okay. And then I had a thought as I was listening to Thursdays about the um, Spoon Island is what we did our Port Charles Far 1-1 about. 
And we caught when the one person's last name was Ward. Yes. We did not catch that Washington Wyndham's housekeeper was Mariah Gunderson. That's Alice's last name. That is Alice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's cute. I was so happy. I was like, oh. Yes. I loved it. Good catch. (laughs) Good catch of what we didn't catch the first time. I think we were just so overwhelmed with all this stuff. Yes. Do you have anything? No. So for Hulu headlines, Monday was Anna and Valentine disagree. I love how your face lights up anytime you say Valentine, but go ahead. They're hot when they fight. (laughs) (laughs) On Tuesday, Chase takes Willow's advice. Wednesday, Elizabeth is on pins and needles. Yeah. Thursday, Maxie makes Cody an offer. And Friday, Esme is skeptical. I mean, that's accurate. All right, you want to start with Valentine and Anna? Because it sounds like you might remember everything that happens with him. I just like how Anna was the one that noticed that Lucy was gone. Because he's probably like, thank God. <laughs> right, she's in her room being quiet or taking her bath. Like, let's just let her be. I just didn't like how angry he got so quickly. I know, flipping the table, that was not appropriate. No, no. And he, he kind of got a little snippy with her very early on. Yes. It made me sad. Yes. And like always, Anna's like, calm down. You're overreacting. We got this. We don't need to blow up the whole plan. It's just Lucy. I'll bring her back. It's all right. But then Lucy shows up and exposes herself to Maxie, who almost killed her. Right? (laughs) Rightfully so, though. Who are you just breaking into my office? But I love that Anna knew exactly where she was going to go. Mm-hmm. It didn't really take a brain surgeon to figure that out, though. No. She's mad about the nurse's ball. She's going to go talk to Maxie. But Maxie listened. She's going to get annoyed with that phone pinging every five seconds with the different instructions. Yeah. But she tried to respect the situation and defuse it because at first Lucy was like, nope, I'm not leaving because no one's listening to me. And Anna's trying to force me to go. And Maxie was like, okay, I'll just give in. Please go back to wherever you're supposed to be because I don't want involved in whatever the scandal is with Victor. Right. But. Maxie also didn't defend Lucy to Bobby, which if I was Lucy, I'd be really hurt by that. Yes. You know, when Bobby was like, oh, I guess Lucy made it look harder than it is. You know, she always made things such a big deal and blah, 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 blah. And Maxie's like, yeah. I thought for a second that Bobby had seen Lucy and was just being an extra Mm. jerk to see if she would blow cover because, um, yeah, some of that stuff that she said, like, I know they're rivals, but come on, we're grown adult right. women here. We don't need to nitpick like that. Well, and when she said that they're doing a better job than Lucy, Maxie should have said, but we couldn't have done this without everything that Lucy's already done. So yeah, she made it look easy, but it's because she had systems in place that right. were duplicatable. You didn't have to reinvent the wheel. You basically just had to, oh, what have we had for year after year after year after year? Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, Lucy they had to definitely. dissect a private or a previous event, not create right. their own. So, and they even said when they were talking about who was going to MC it, like Lucy was her own act in doing all of that. So, how right. are they going to live up to that? Right. And at least you know she had the relationships with the vendors. So, of course, when they call the vendors and say, "Hey, we're doing this in Lucy's memory," and those people liked working with Lucy. Of course, they're going to help. And if they're already booked, they're going to bend over backwards. So right, give Lucy a little bit more credit. Yeah. It, I didn't like how petty they were making Bobby. I feel like she would have overcome that by now. Like a comment here or there. Okay. But she was like really going on about it. Yeah. 
But then also just having Maxie not even defend her was just that, that crushed Lucy. I'm, I'm, I give her a lot of credit for not just being like, fine, go ahead, mess it up. All right. But then they wound up getting her back to the safe house, but not before Valentine is found out by Carly and Drew. Right. Why did he leave? He should have trusted Anna. What are you he doing? Was going after, but he was going after, he was mad at her. He was probably like, oh shoot, I messed up. I hope that's what he was thinking. Cause he was the one that messed up. Yes, he was. It was good that he got Drew involved. I feel like Drew can help. I don't like that Carly found out because it's hard for her to keep a secret. But um, I think that Drew will be a good part of it because no yeah. one's going to suspect that. No. Well, especially uh, Valentine was right. We worked well together before. Yeah. So, and they also want to take down Victor. Mm-hmm. So then they got the um, fake necklace for Eileen to give to Victor. I felt bad for her for a minute though, because she was like, okay, but what happens if he realizes this is a fake? Like he's going to kill me. And they're like, right. it'll be fine. Just go ahead. We got this. So, so do you know what the catch was? What? Have you seen Pretty Woman? Yes. Okay. You know when Richard Gere snaps the yeah. case shot on Julia Roberts' fingers? So that was actually improv. That wasn't part of the script. And that's why when she laughs, that was her genuine. Wow, right. The scene as they are walking out to go to the opera, James Patrick Stewart was a bellhop. And he was oh. he was the one at the front desk who like turned and was just like, oh, at her. Okay. Yeah, I think we did talk about that before, but I did not make the connection when he had the necklace. And Valentine snapped it shut. And I went, that's a pretty woman. And that's for, yep. All right, good job. And I tweeted at him and he has not answered me yet. So, oh no, I hope he knows. I'm, I'm checking real quick. Yes, because I just said, was the shutting of the necklace case when Eileen went to touch it and nod to your appearance and pretty woman? And then Lisa Carlisle said, I have no idea he was in that movie. And do you know how many times I have watched it? So I sent her the link to the scene of them walking out. And it's at the one minute, 10 second mark. If you go on our Twitter, you'll see it in the comments. And she said, wow, mm-hmm. that's it. If you blink, you would miss it. Completely. No wonder. But thank you for sharing it with me. Aw. So I want him to answer me and be like, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Good eye, Shannon. We should talk. Yes. Let's in have person. a private lunch date. In person. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let me fly you out here on my personal jet. But yeah, that was yeah, nice. No. Good catch. I, I have seen Pretty Women. Pretty Woman. I know we've talked about it before. And I was not thinking of it whenever he snapped the case shut. So very cute. Um, but yeah, she was scared to take it because if Victor realizes it's a fake, he's going to kill her instantly. So 100%. I like how she she delivered it to him and was like, all right, see, I've got to go. And he was like, no, 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 here, stay with me. So I'm hoping he does not know it's a fake. I hope it was that good of a fake. I think they needed a better story for how she got it. It should have been misplaced from police evidence. And then because they're going to notice that it's just gone. Right. And I would imagine a police station has, um, I don't know, cameras. I would think so. I would hope so. I know it's Port Charles. They don't always do that, but maybe, I don't know. So yeah, I just thought, I felt like that part was unconvincing because if she could just walk in and grab it, then why wouldn't Victor have done that himself? Right. Why wouldn't he have paid off a dirty cop or something? Not just her. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope that doesn't make him too suspicious. Yeah. I don't like it because I don't want her to die. I mean, I don't, I don't like that. She's trying to I, I know she's kind of coming around and we're not supposed to like love her, but I don't want her to, I don't want her to be another victim of Victor's. 
Right. At least not yet. Develop the story a little bit more before we have to kill someone. Speaking of killing someone, though, Bobby finally confronted Victor a year later. Right. I'm at your court. Victor, I have something to say to you. I don't like that you killed my brother. Mm-hmm. And don't Bobby, you think that I don't angrier know. over lesser? How about you tear the man a new one over killing Luke? Right. Not just be calm, cool, and collected. Like, not a fan. Right. <laughs> She's like, I just want you to know that I know that you had something to do with it because Luke wouldn't have just died some, from some freak accident. Right. Okay. You knew that a year ago, too. What are you doing? Right. And I highly doubt that that's the first time that she's seen him this whole time. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's a good build up for Luke to show up in a couple of weeks. I would like that. At least a phone call. Give us hope. No, if they're going to do anything, it has to be him. Well, I'm glad you have those rules, but some of us don't. I just need the confirmation that he's not dead because we refuse no. to allow him to be dead. If they could bring him back for Tracy's exit, even though he had no lines. That is true. I will accept a video call. Okay. Well, I, I will hope accept that they a video to call to Bobby as long as he, after she said last week, whenever she said that, okay. <laughs> I've already had a very emotional morning. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to make um, you cry talking about Luke. But when she said last week, like she just wants him to walk through the door and say, Hey, Barbara Jean, like I want that video call. If, if he's not going to be on screen, I want that video call. Okay. Something else that's not going to make me cry. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of crying at the end. <laughs> I won't. I, I might not. I don't know. Okay. Do you want to move on? We'll stick with the Cassidines. Move on with uh, Spencer and Laura. Yeah. I mean, how did they think that was going to work? Hey, Esme, we're going to put you in a room above Kelly's and we're going to take your baby. It'll be okay. And how is there not room? I understand if children aren't allowed at Kelly's because of where it's positioned but there's not enough room ace does not take up that much space yeah we have seen when jagger lived up there when lucky lucky Mm -hmm. lived up there yeah and everyone else there's there's room for a crib Mm -hmm. or just a little bassinet he's he's still supposed to be tiny he should be in a bassinet for a while i said supposed to be that baby is never (laughs) fit in the bassinet (laughs) he was in the bassinet thing seriously laura's how cute is Esme with him? She is very cute. She is a good mommy. Yes. But yeah, I I couldn't figure it out. I mean, obviously, they're trying to help. But like you said, like, she wanted to go to jail with her baby. Right. That's how much she wants to stay with her baby. Yeah. So why would she get out? And Spencer has so much money. Why wouldn't he just agree to get her an apartment? Right. If, if he was just trying to keep them together and happy, obviously, if they're trying to provide help for the baby, then yeah, she has to move in with them. I do like that. He at least said, I'm going to pay your rent. I'm going to help you get on your feet and everything though. So that was at least nice. And it was him saying he's going to spend his money, not Laura's going to. Right. But then I don't know because then he made her lactation team. So like he's doing some research on taking like, right. Well, maybe he's just trying to have conversation starters for her to show that he's invested. Like, oh, hey, I read this new dad book. Yeah. But I like when Laura's like, yeah, Spencer's not the authority on new mothers and (laughs) what to do. You can have a cup of coffee. It's okay. How about people just stop like that? Because some people can. Yeah. Right. 
there's so much stupid judgment on like I used to drink iced tea when I was pregnant <gasps> and that has caffeine oh, no. in it but I didn't drink coffee until my daughter was two so that was not something that I missed or anything so right if that is what makes you healthy I could claim to be so healthy because I never drank coffee when I was pregnant with any of my kids because I just don't like coffee See, exactly we won't talk about the amount of Dr. Pepper consumed there's <laughs> no coffee but I'm glad that Laura and Spencer let her give her peace. Like when Laura came to the decision or like the realization, okay, maybe we should talk to you about what you think is best and how we can help you instead of trying to make decisions for you that she listened to what Esme said. And they were lucky that Esme even said, I'll come home with you. She could have just been like, no, sorry, not doing that. I really like how Laura's being with her. I like how Trina's being with her. Trina's kind of giving her the benefit of the doubt. I just love their relationship. He explained to her how he fell for all the fake stuff with Esme and how, yeah, he he fell for her, but none of that was real. And I love their conversation about, what was it, imitation versus reality or something like that? Um, yeah. Or manipulation. I forget what it was. Because he's like, I didn't know that all those things that I thought I felt were her were real until I met you. <laughs> They're so cute. Until I, I don't know what angle Esme was playing, though by checking on them and trying to be a part of Spencer's like you said, you don't like Spencer. He's a jerk. He's not your baby daddy. So why are you so invested in him spending time with Trina? Yeah. He's not going to be dumb. She felt uncomfortable because I mean, Laura had just said, I'm going to trust you to be by yourself, which I love that. And she's like, you know, I could just take your card and your cash and go. Right. And she's like, yeah, but I'm trusting that you're not going to. It was, she said that after Esme was going to check on that Trina. was, that was, you're right. Yeah. Cause they were in, he was walking Trina out to say goodbye. Yes. And then the conversation took forever. And that was whenever Esme opened up the door and was like, oh, I thought you already left, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why would you be checking the hallway to see if somebody left or not? Like, it's an apartment right. complex. They're not standing on the front door of your house, but okay. Right. And then Spencer was like, oh yeah, she was just leaving, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he comes in and gets ready to go to Cam's party. But I don't know. I feel like she should know that Cameron's not dumb enough to, or Spencer's not dumb enough to sit there and talk about his master plan. If there was one with mm-hmm. her being so close. So why are you even bothering to check on him? Right. Given those old vibes, nobody wants to see that. Maybe that's why. Was that before or after Victor? That was before Victor. So never mind. Because Victor no. didn't show up. In, was that after Victor? I think it went Victor, Trina, and then they all left for the party. I think Victor came by before Trina. Okay. And, yeah, and they showing like, up. Right. Like, why did he even think that was appropriate? He's Victor. It's ridiculous. I understand if you're trying to get your way, but you're calculated especially victor he's supposed to be smarter than anybody and have these awesome plans to get what he wants you are more calculated than to just show up on the first day hours after they get home and be like oh hey let me come claim my baby Mm -hmm. ridiculous he needs to be raised by cassadines right no he doesn't no he doesn't like as like as me at that point was just going to be like oh okay here take my baby and at what point does Victor think that being raised a Cassadine is a success story? Does he not notice most of them die? <laughs> I don't think he's paying attention to that. In his mind, no. they're all good. But I'm glad that Laura instantly was like, yep, get out. You're not coming in here. We're not doing this. Mm-hmm. This is my house. I will call security. Because he said something about, oh, it was nice of you to ask me politely. And she was like, yeah, no, I'm not really asking you politely. Get out of my house. Right. Or get out of my building. 
Oh, but then she did let because um, Laura was singing a song to Ace, put him down, and she's like, "I can't picture Heather or Ryan ever singing to me." <laughs> and Laura very kindly said, "You are very fortunate that you were not raised by them." Yeah, you know, it was without getting into all the. At some point, you don't have to repeat the things that you know that she already knows about them on top right. of the things that she's probably making up about them. You know, it's right. She's probably right with all the things that she's making up about them too. So probably, although I could see Heather singing to her baby. It would just probably be some weird morbid song about how she's going to kill somebody or something. Have you ever like looked up what most of the nursery rhymes though? And the songs that we know. Yes. Are? They're scary. They're dark stories. They are. And Disney actually takes all the grim fairy tales and makes them all pretty and stuff. So it's not like, yeah, we all fall into it too. We just don't know. I'm perfectly fine with that. I like that Laura's encouraging her to be the person that she wants to be. Yeah. Like, yes, that's who you were. And now you've kind of been given a fresh start. Take advantage of it and we'll help you with it. It's not like she wants to go back to her old ways. Oh, that's what Trita said. What if Esme winds up being worse? Mm -hmm. That's what started the whole conversation. A protective mom can be worse than anything else. So. Yeah, if she has her bad tendencies plus that protectiveness, it could be bad. I, I didn't think that she's funny. being overprotective. She's just she's learning how to be a mom right now. Right, right. That is very true. I did As think it was do funny. Not come with manuals. Even if they did, it still wouldn't follow the manual. <laughs> no, no. Well, Laura was like, "Here, I'll help you." And then she went back to get Ace, and then she walks out and is like, "Oh, did you want mommy?" And hands him right to Esme. And I was like. That that wasn't helpful. She could have walked and got him herself. If she was trying to have five minutes to herself, you carrying him out to her was not what she needed. Yeah. But okay. But all in all, I think it was, I can't imagine that ever being a real situation. But if it was, I like the way that it played out that that was how it was working. Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand, like not to jump right to Friday because that was the cliffhanger, but I didn't think it was really a cliffhanger that Esme was going to leave with Ace. And then Cameron stopped her. I don't think she would have been dumb enough to leave, especially not with that money. Like if Laura handed her a hundred bucks today, then most likely in two weeks, she's going to say, oh, honey, I don't know if you spent that money here and give her another hundred bucks. Like stay for a month and stockpile some money. You're not going to get far on a hundred dollars. I would not have thought of that. (laughs) What? I would not have thought of that. That you're going to get more money if you stay for a while. You got to build up savings. Yeah, no. (laughs) well yeah Esme get a little more money you you gotta have a plan before you leave you don't just walk out with a hundred bucks I guess yeah in a diaper bag with what 20 diapers and yeah two outfits like you're not getting far with that yeah anyway but Cameron stopped her so or Cameron was at the door I was gonna say we don't know if he stopped her true she's not gonna go with him right like that's not gonna be oh god I hope not Oh, I didn't even think of that. No, we're not making I, that a fresh no, start. I don't know. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's not going to leave Port Charles to go start his life in Stanford and bring a girl. And her baby that's not even his. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Maybe they'll start like a friendship. Maybe they're going to have a really good Maybe. conversation and they'll start a friendship. And that's how they'll keep Cam kind of like in the storyline still while he's gone. Mm-hmm. Of They'll send letters or texts or whatever to Esme checking on her and the baby. Well, and he can encourage her because look at the great job that Liz has done. I mean, she was in a, I mean, she was pregnant with him when his father was killed and yet she managed to go to nursing school, has established a career and raised 
now three boys pretty much without any kind of a guy, even in the country. Right. Right. So, and she you know, also got pregnant could... by the wrong guy. Who? Liz. She got pregnant by Xander. That was Emily's man. Oh, oh. I, I was like, wait a second. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. Liz got yeah. pregnant like by when Xander. When she got pregnant with, yeah. With Cam. And that was like, mm-hmm. I don't know that any of her baby daddies were the right guy, actually. But um, how dare you say that about Lucky? Who left the country? <laughs> that is not Lucky. They messed up. But yeah, he can say, you know, my mom made a mistake with who she hooked up with too. And here I am. And I turned out, okay, going to Stanford, man. Right. Exactly. And he's a very responsible young man and has level head on his shoulders and is going out to make his own. Yeah. So I'm glad they're having a party for him. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. that, um, Joss is going, although I didn't like how she was making it about herself. Like, are you sure? I should He's leaving because of me. No, Right. He's leaving because he got a really good opportunity and it's fine. If he said that you're friends and you can show up, you can show up. Do I think that he would have gone or even applied if or still continued if they were still together? Probably not. Right. To tell Laura. But I liked how supportive Laura was. She was like, honey, you had to do what you had to do. You were not in love with Hmm. him anymore. But she doesn't know everything. So she doesn't know that she did what she had to do. She just thinks that Joss just didn't like her anymore. She doesn't know what Joss did. Okay, but I don't think we need to tell somebody's grandma no, that much but, but that's the thing is in Joss's head now, she's like, oh, cool. I'm good. I can just be okay with that. Yeah. Hopefully she's smart enough to know that's not what Laura meant. She meant don't stay with someone that you're not in love with anymore. It would have been great if Laura had said something about you guys just grew apart. You know, you guys had a really tough year. I understand. It's not like someone else came between the two of you or something like that. You know, it's not like either of you are seeing someone else. You just don't want to be with each other. You know, it's not like she said something evil. like that. But it's the truth. Oh, bad for any girl if they ever break your son's heart. Jeez, you're going to be like, well. <laughs> as long as there wasn't an affair or anything like that. And it was just, I mean, that happens. It does. As long Especially as he's not. To teenage love. He already, but here's the thing. He already knows the things that I will 100% not defend him on. True. There are things that I have told him and I was like, no, 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 no. Here's the deal. If your wife ever calls me and says X, Y, and Z, I have her back. I love you, but I have her back. So he already knows. Yep. I get it. All right. So that took care of Esme. Oh, Curtis and Trina. Let's talk about the kids. We could jump to Curtis and Trina talking. That was nice. And they don't know how to react around each other and behave or not behave, but, you know, um, be around each other. I liked, I liked that interaction. And I do like that he keeps um, confirming to her that, seriously, you do not have to make this decision at any point, like right. anytime soon. I'm not asking. It's just. Right. I was planning on being in your life by marrying your mom. So I hope that I can continue to be in your life in some way, no matter what happens with me and your mom. Exactly. And then Portia's like, oh, you guys are getting along. Great. Can I just slide in here and get along too? And he's like, no, I'm not telling you about my dad. We're not family. You can talk to him yourself. And he even said like, there was a point where I would think that we could get through this or something. She was like, are you telling me that our love can't get through this? He's like, "Uh." I'm not really Um, sure. Not really sure. But then he goes and sees, well, he goes to Charlie's to drink his scotch and Jordan saddles up uh-huh. and he's like, are you telling me that if I had just forgiven you, we'd still be married? Yes. 
Right. Literally, if the thing that did not end your marriage didn't happen, you'd probably still be married, no matter what it is. Right. Right. It's. Yep. I don't want how that goes. I don't want them to end up back together or making a mistake by hooking up right now or whatever, though. If no. their time has come and gone, and if we really are going to put them back together, they need to work through their stuff, not just fall into bed because she's being desperate and he's being sad. Yeah. And that's, that cannot happen. But then he was like surprised that she remembered his drink. Right. Like we were married, like, bro. Well, no, but that's exactly what she said. But I'm sorry. I know my friend's drinks and it's been what a year and a half, two years since they've been divorced. Like that's but she's like, it's an old wives trick or something like that. No, it's called being considerate. <laughs> right. And there's just certain things that you remember. Right. Even if you don't want to like, oh man, get out of my head. I don't care anymore, but it's still there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm, I just don't want them to make him so vulnerable that he's just going to fall right back into bed with her. I don't think he will. I think that he does have really strong convictions and is not going to do the thing that he is so mad about having been done to him. I think even if it's not about all of those good reasons, he's not going to do that to Trina because he doesn't want to give her any reason to not like him. Yeah. And then they talked about Trina a little bit about just how she's a great girl and all that stuff. Yeah. All that stuff we already know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love Trina. Like, yes, Jordan, everyone knows that Trina's great. Yes, exactly. You're not alone in that thought. Right. Um... Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's not really an easy transition for that. Well, we could go to Trina and Marshall, even though that's kind of... Oh, that was cute. No, that was cute. I'm glad that they have... They're getting that relationship. She thought, or she went home thinking that she, no one was going to be home. And he's like, nope, everything that happens here stays here. Anytime you want to talk to me, let's just, you know, connect. Right, right exactly. But then they yeah, started I, talking about Epiphany and about how she's been accepted to all these schools, including John Hopkins. And she's right. like, well, can't you go visit her on the weekends? He's like, yeah, sure. The train's nine and a half hours. So that's easy. Yeah. But then he tried to talk to her about Spencer and was like, um, here's the deal. If it's already crazy, you might want to be jumping ship. <laughs> Isn't that good advice we all should have taken at some point <laughs> right. in different relationships? But then I think she did a really good job of not justifying, but explaining the community, like telling him that they have really good communication, that they are working with each other through it. It's not like things are just happening. Right. And she's not involved in it. She just doesn't like what's happening. But what did she say? An item, but not mm, friends, but not 
just friends. Right. They're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And he had a really good line. DNA doesn't determine family connection does. And I can't remember what that was for. I think that's whenever he was talking to Portia. Cause then he went to the hospital and mm. um, she said that Curtis wouldn't give her any information. And he was like, yeah, you're entitled to information. You're the one that put me on this track. And that's his decision to make. They're not Curtis's. Right. I did respect that Curtis. Yeah. I mean, I know he was being spiteful with it, but at the same time, at the end of the day, yeah. Do not disclose other people's medical information. That's not your place. Exactly. Uh, but so. then Spencer showed up. So when there was a knock, I thought that was going to be the knock of someone coming to tell Marshall. And I thought that was going to be oh, okay. anger. So I'm really, really, really glad that it was just Spencer. Mm-hmm. As, and so we were in the car on the way to the Grand Canyon as I was watching this. And I told my friends and I said, well, here's the deal. I said, if you hear me crying, I'm okay. <laughs> I said, but they're doing a lot of talking about this character now. And the actress died. So I'm like, I know that things are coming. I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but you know. right. I just, just I don't want them to look in the back seat and be like, "Why is she just crying?" <laughs> just in fact, they're solving. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of where I thought that was going, but it didn't. Yeah, so yeah. I but agree, a- but I, I want them like as much as I don't want her to die. She has to die because they can never, ever, ever think of replacing her. 100%. So they keep talking about oh she's busy and she went here and she did this and whatever and that's great i'm glad we're getting the rest of the story as to she passed her test she's going on for more education and she needs to blah 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 but they can't just leave it like oh she's away at college for the next two years or whatever right no she absolutely they can't yeah he has to die like that's just that's the only acceptable yeah that's the only respectful thing too Right, exactly. Like she was that character. There's no one yeah. else. So they can come up with another nurse that can be just as amazing, but that cannot be Epiphany. Yeah. I think that the fact that she did not write or send an email or anything to defend Liz was our I first think, tip. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was perhaps the no, she's she's gone because there is nothing that would keep that woman away, from, you know, having right. one of her someone that she supports back right exactly so i guess we could just go into that where liz's decision was made with the disciplinary board and they talked to everyone and it came out that epiphany never sent her letter of recommendation or whatever it was that they needed but then the guy came out and was like we didn't we don't see any you didn't do anything wrong we think you really did act in alignment with your you know with your you thought that he would leave with her and probably rightfully so I bet they're going to promote Liz to Epiphany's. Oh. I do. I mean, that makes sense. I would rather that than them bring someone else in. But at the same time, I'm not ready for that. No, but that's just kind of where. That makes sense. I mean, they just went I, through a whole hours of everyone saying how wonderful she was. And Terry even made that comment. Epiphany didn't write in now, but there's many letters from her saying how wonderful you were in your chart or yeah. in your file. So that's, that's what triggered that thought. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Liz because like she said, she's like, I've been at this hospital forever. You know, I mean, her family started the hospital. So, right. Well, they didn't start the hospital, but you know, their legacy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's kind of off. Oh, but then she texted Epiphany. Yeah. Next. Yeah, she gonna called her. Like, talk. Yeah. Huh? She called her and was like, Can we talk when you have a minute. Yeah. Next week's not going to be fun. No, no. Too many tears. All right. What else? We have to move <laughs> on from that. 
Yep. Um, oh, she and Finn were cute. They were cute. And then they like, went out to get dinner with uh, Violet and the boys. Jake was mentioned. We're not forgetting Jake. <laughs> right. I was Elizabeth, really you do I have we're gonna write him off. <laughs> That's right. There are three boys, Elizabeth. So I like they said something about Cameron and she was like, Cameron likes me. Who wanna come? He's still sad about no Violet saying Cam is still sad about Joss. Right. Makes sense. We're not gonna go tell a seven year old. No, here's right. the deal. <laughs> yeah. See that no, guy please, over here? <laughs> please don't. Please don't. <laughs> no, kids don't need all the information sometimes. No. So yeah, they were cute. I, I am liking Finn and Liz if they continue this cuteness for a while. This is how it should have started. It was so weird. I, how it, they, was. it was. So I'm yeah. glad that they're redoing it better. And I think that was that for them. But then Finn got a phone call from Alexis. Yeah. I'm not sure when why. When is she going to learn? She's never going to learn, but I don't understand why that had to absolutely mean she was going to say something about his dad because her and Finn have been friends. She could have just been calling him to say, hey, we haven't checked in in a while. You want to go get a cup of coffee? Or they were in, um, not AA. What is it? They're in a support group, but they don't. It doesn't matter what it's called. I was going to say AA, but it's not. Hers is alcohol. His is. Right. But anyway, they checked in with each other. But he doesn't drink. But he doesn't drink. Right, right. But they checked in with each other like they were each other's sponsors or whatever. So it would make sense for her to call and be like, hey, I'm frustrated with stuff going on at the paper and I'm upset about this or whatever. And I know you have stuff going on with Liz. Let's have a cup of coffee and check in. It didn't have to be about Gregory. Yeah. Can we just promote that nurse, though, that Gregory approached and said, I would like to talk to Dr. Parks again, why we're just not making a phone call to make a doctor's appointment. I don't, I've never walked into a doctor's appointment calmly, no. like a doctor's <laughs> office calmly and be like, I'm sorry. Can, you know, is there any way that they can squeeze me? And usually if you go in, it's an emergency. Right. Right. But what she was checking his schedule or we don't even know who Dr. Parks is, but she was checking the doctor's schedule. Finn comes up and she picks up Gregory being like, Oh no, I was just checking to see how everything was going. And she's like, so do you still need that? He's like, nope, then I'll take me. I'm good. And she's like, okay. Yep, exactly. Good job remembering HIPAA. No named nurse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nurse no name. You can have the gold star today. So yeah, then Gregory goes to Alexis and is like, why are you calling Finn? This is none of his business. You have no right to do this. And she says in her very pushy way well i think you're an alcoholic because you're acting all weird and he finally spits out no i'm sick but he won't give her any other details but before he did that he laid into her like oh yeah um no you're a hypocrite and how about you leave me alone right right just give me my keys (laughs) i just want to leave you had no right to take them but i just again i'm still just tired of it okay so he yelled that he was sick we already knew that since he was at the doctor or trying to make a doctor appointment. So can you give us more specifics? Like, I don't want to wait another six months for him to say whatever is wrong with him is wrong with him. So that's where I was going with it because at one point I kept losing my connection and I'm like, okay, just say what was wrong with him. And no, no, nothing. Nope. He said he was sick. And she said, well, can you tell me more? Like, I want to help you, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, I didn't even plan on telling you that much. Give me my keys. And I'm done talking to you. Like our friendship's over. I'm done. I think it could be Parkinson's. It could be, but again, why just say it? Yeah. Just say it. 
I'm not waiting another six months to hear whatever is wrong with him. She's like, but you're my friend. And he's like, no, you don't do this to friends. Yeah. No, he's not wrong. I mean, I can see she's pushy, but I can see her wanting to know if someone that I thought was my friend seemed sick, I would kind of be a little pushy of, come on, tell me, please. I want to help you. Diane called her out on that because she started complaining to Diane before Gregory found her. She started saying about how, um, oh no, no, I'm sorry. Before, before that, when she was talking to Diane, it was because she had just yelled at the journalist. Yeah. About not knowing how to fact check before just writing stuff. And there was, Diane kind of said the same thing as she was saying, well, Gregory's an alcoholic. She didn't say, I think Gregory's an alcoholic. She's like, well, he's an alcoholic. I saw him stumbling and blah, 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 blah. And Diane's like, well, did you see him drinking? Right. Exactly. Like, do you remember what you just yelled at that girl for? Like, yell at yourself. Right. Exactly. (sighs) Has she always been this way or is this recent? I know she's always been very overly confident. Mm, When she wants information to someone that she or from someone that she feels like belongs to her. This is how she always is. I was going to say, never mind, because this is Sam and Jason. I mean, she, yeah. it didn't matter. It was fine when she decided to sleep with Rick. It was fine when she decided to sleep with Julian. That didn't count. Right. But if Sam wanted to be with Jason. Yeah, hmm, exactly. He's a gangster. Julian Jerome. <laughs> right. Do you know who uh, Christina's dad is? <laughs> but yeah, so I think she's always been like this when push comes to shove and it's who's someone that she views as her person property yeah but again i still wasn't interested because yep i knew you were sick please give me a little more information i don't think that goes into anything no no it doesn't so we can just go totally different track of sunny and dex i i was liking i was Mm -hmm. liking their their conversations and them like getting into it and then uh he shows up at Kelly's and is like, Hey, what's going on? And leaves Dex inside with Cameron. That was like, mm-hmm. Oh no, I think the whole place is going to explode. Don't do that. Oh, and that was right after Cam was picking up his last check. Yes. And see, this is Cam has manners. Mr. Corinthians, I no longer work here, but I'd be happy to take your order and give it to the staff. Yep. Exactly. Mm. So cute. Yeah, Kim had some words for Dex. Mm-hmm. But I felt like those were genuine. Like, mm-hmm. listen, don't hurt my friend. Not even my ex-girlfriend. Just don't hurt my friend. Right. So, and then Sonny and Dex went to have a conversation with Miss Wu about, are you trying to kill me? Because this shooter came from a bar that you own. And she was like, yeah, I don't monitor everyone that drinks at my bars. I just take their money because that's what bar owners do. Well, and she's not what all bar bar owners do, but like as an investment, you know, she's not, she's an investor. She's not like the head manager or anything like that. Right. She's not in the bar every day seeing who's coming and going. And like she said, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, can you name every one of your staff at coffee shops or at any of your businesses? Exactly. And then he got on her about buying Brando's shop. And she was like, okay, you're right. I should have said something to you, but it's a good investment. Like, Mm -hmm. I still, I know she's not going to, but I still wish that she would say to Sonny, maybe you should watch your cousin a little bit better. Like, come on, give the tip off. I know in the end you want the money, but at the same time, poor Sasha. And she has no idea. She's like, sure, you know what? Let's spend some of my money. I'll start paying you a salary because you're doing so wonderful. Right. 
So Gladys's salary comes out of her money. Yes. When she's already paid Gladys unknowingly hundreds of thousands of dollars. Fantastic. Well, that's the thing that I think that's how she's going to be found out because Sasha offered to buy Gladys a dress because she's going to go uh, walk the carpet at the nurse's ball with her. And I mean, I don't think that they're going to be spending thousands of dollars on a dress, but no, but I bet there's some kind of phone call that has to be made to set up like, Hey, I want to pay my person a thousand bucks a month, 2000 bucks a month or whatever. Can you just give me like, what are my accounts at right now? And then we can go from there. Cause I want to know, you know, what I've spent and what I haven't. And they're going to be like, Oh yeah. Instead of $500,000, you have $20,000. Right. I'm just going to I'm excuse me. Where did that go? Exactly. Oh, but I did like the deception is donating $300,000 to the nurses ball and they are matching any donations made. Mm-hmm. So it is that was completely, cool. um, all the other donations will get to go straight to the cause instead of covering planning costs. I like that. Yeah. And, and Sasha's like, Oh yeah, you told me, you know, Gladys. I really thought he was going to say something though. I kind of wanted him to, he, He's a protector and he sees that Sasha is getting taken advantage of and he likes Sasha. We don't know where that's going to go because right now it seems like Sasha has a interest in anyone that says hi to her. But um, really not not that she's ready to jump in with somebody else, but it's like they don't know what to do with her. So any guy that says hi to her, she's like, hey, and has a conversation like with Chase. For one, then it was like, oh, are they going to try to put her and Chase together? And then I think that's us putting it on that. I don't feel like she's seeming interested in the guys. I think it's us just saying, oh, well, the person's single now and they're they're putting them together. Is this what I I feel like that's us putting that on them. I don't feel like Sasha is maybe it's showing interest the men showing interest now that she's available. I don't know. It's just, yeah, she, she hasn't had a five second conversation with anyone lately that is a man. And before that, you know, she could just say hi. And now it's like, hi, let's have a 10 minute conversation to see if there's a spark or not. I just, I think they're trying to figure out where they want to put her. I think that's us putting that on, not her. Cause I don't pick up that like, she's trying to find somebody else or even, See if there's an interest. I think that that's us just being like, okay, well, Chase is single now and Sasha's single now. We know that they got married once or, you know, they didn't get yeah. married, but they got together once. But then like Cody just lost Brit too. So I think that, I think her interest in him, quote, interest in him is understanding that he just lost someone that he really cares about in a very tragic, tragic way. And so she's just, and also he's been nice to her. Right. So I don't know. I don't, I don't pick up on her trying to be romantic or beyond friendly with anyone. It's just, I think we're, we're putting those eyes on because we know how they don't like to keep people single, even though you can be single, you can bring people gifts without wanting to sleep with them. What? I do it all the time. <laughs> I have never heard of that before. <laughs> um, but I think that I think Cody was kind of giving Gladys the opportunity to, but she's not going to, but I think he was letting her know, Hey, I know without, Oh, absolutely. So much. So maybe she'll, maybe she'll wise up and no, but I think that's what he's trying to do is give her that opportunity to straighten up. I'm going to tell her. I was going to say, I hope he doesn't let it go too far before he tells her, because I don't think Gladys is going to say it ever. So Mm -hmm. 
But anyway, then he goes outside with Max. He also did tell Sasha when she sold the garage. Yeah, he's not beyond saying it. Right, right, right. I think he knows that he he needs to know now before he's going to say something. I guess so. So maybe right now he's just suspecting, okay, maybe it was just a legit business transaction that he saw Ms. Wu and Celine or Ms. Wu and Gladys doing and that's it. Yeah. Maybe he's just letting her know, like, I'm watching you. Maybe. I hope so. Like I said, I just hope he doesn't let it go too far. But mm-hmm. then Maxie takes him outside and is like, hey, do you want to be a part of this wonderful act? And he says, so basically you want me to strip and get naked. And she's like, no, you can keep your boots on. And I'm like, okay, you should also tell him that he'd be keeping his boxers on because that's an important part of it. And I, I feel like he has other, they should do something with him and Leo, like uh, teaching how to rope horses or something yes! like that. Yes. That would be cute. And it would still be sexy as all heck because there's sexier. nothing than a cowboy with a kid. It's like, come on. I think it'd be sexier. You know, yeah. it's a guy taking an interest in a child and teaching them something a little hotter than, yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's, oh, oh, that would be so good. It would be so cute. So, I don't know. But he agreed. He was like, you don't need to keep talking. Yes, I'll do it. I'll help. And apparently, though, he has done stunt work on horses, including being naked on one. Yes. Sounds like an interesting movie he was in. Yes. The stories didn't really flow into each other like they have the past couple weeks. No, but we also forgot to talk about um, Dex explaining how he got his job to job. Oh, yes. He's part of a program where they do soldiers for hire. And then. Yes. They're on the couch and Michael knocks on the door. Yep. And he's like, it's not a good time. Michael's like, yeah, no, (laughs) I need to come in. We need to talk. And there's Jocelyn. I thought she was at least going to like hide in the bathroom or something. Instead, she's just like, here I am. What are you going to do about it? Right. So how he did not kill him right then and there. Right. Right. I gave you one instruction. Stay away from my sister. Then Michael tells him, all right, I did kind of like his solution instead of killing him. He was like, okay, cool. So this is done. You're going to leave town now. Bye. Right. Like, don't need your services anymore. I told you to stay away from her. You did not listen. But then Dex told his own and was like, uh-uh. So here's the deal. Um, This is my personal life. And that's my work. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And Jocelyn said, you send him away, he's going to get killed. Like, Sonny's going to find him in a minute. You have to finish out this plan now. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to get interesting to see them playing each side. Back to when Pam and Dex were talking. He was outside talking with Joss about basically, hey, I just need you to be careful. You know, the stuff's going on. And Joss is like, yeah, here's the deal. I am aware of this. And isn't it, don't you think it's a problem that Donna and Avery are okay with it too? Right. You know, she's like, I'm used to this. You know, it's, this is the way that it goes. Yep. I've grown up in it. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she told said- him, she's like, why is it sad that I'm the only one that seems to be bothered by the fact that Donna and Avery are okay with this life? Right. Sonny's like, well, how do you know all this? And she's like, uh, mom told me that you beefed up security. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> I did like that she didn't run into her tirade off the bat and listen to him to see what he had to say. Yeah, she did listen. And then before all that, when like earlier, earlier in the week is when we picked up from where Nina came into the house last, the apartment last week. Yes. And Donna had to leave. And I mean, she was sad, but. She's a little Nina kid. was overly, but Nina was upset about it. 
Yes. And then she's telling him about how I knew that this was your life and I told you I'm okay with it and all this stuff. Like, I think she was trying to emulate Carly, I guess, and be right. You know, I can be just like Carly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, here's the deal. Just because you're okay with it doesn't mean I need to be okay with you being okay with it. Right. You need to stay away for a while. You need to be protected. I don't want you in the middle of this. Yeah. Uh, he told her that she was his future. I was like, well, no. Mm, and she brought up Lily. Yeah. With no. Oh, you told me about your first wife getting blown up while she was pregnant. You're right. This might be. No, <laughs> that, that was tragic. Right. You know, like that's not something that just. No, into a conversation. (laughs) Like maybe that should have registered with you and been like, because then he had to bring up Morgan too. Right, right, exactly. I've lost enough people. I care about you. I don't want you to get killed. Jason and Carly were supposed to be, but if it were not for Spinelli and Brick moving the bomb with Miss Wu, also. Yep. Read the room, Nina. Mm -hmm. She's not good at that. No. Oh, and then Portia and Marshall, when they were talking also, they were talking about his schizophrenia and he was talking about how um, he, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have schizophrenia because he doesn't have the markers. Right. And she encouraged him to get back in touch with the people who diagnosed him originally 40 years ago. But she did say 40 years ago, we did not know the information we do now. So right. there's been a lot of progress made. Maybe you should talk to them because... If they turn it into where he was misdiagnosed by a quack doctor, that's wrong because that's, that doesn't do any of that justice because there has been so much progress made. So right at the time, I bet the doctors did the best job that they could with the information they had, with the science they had. Yes. And so he reached out to Stella. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, help me out. Asking if she, she still has his medical. I don't keep my medical records around the house. No, and certainly not someone else's. I get my daughters, but that's the thing. So if you asked me, where's your daughter's paperwork from like 10 years ago, I know exactly where it is. Right. So like all that, but it doesn't sound like he followed a treatment plan or anything. It was, he left. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's very odd, but hopefully they get answers and, and you're right. I hope that it just comes out that they were, you know, using the information that was available at that time. It wasn't that they were trying to misdiagnose him or just a, not a good doctor. It was, right. that was what they had. I think the only thing that's left is Willow, Michael, Chase, Brooklyn. Oh, that was so boring. Okay. So you are in a near death experience. Are you going to postpone your wedding? Absolutely. Because you know, you have all the time in the world, right? To get a custom dress takes six months. I, yeah. That can't be done in weeks, right? Like even I, with quarter have- main money. I was going to say, maybe if you have quarter main money, they can do it a little bit faster, but you must have like a team of seamstresses that are getting this together. Yeah. Maybe she'll be like Cinderella and all the mice and all the birds will help her. Oh, that would be a nice very custom convenient. dress. I always wanted that. There are not random animals that come and clean my clothes and stitch them up and clean my house. I know. And I'm really disappointed. Yep. Disney lied to us. They did. They did. But she talked with chase and she did not do the line oh you remembered daffodils were my favorite she she was just like daffodils like of course you remembered right yep you're chase so no that they were cute and i liked that they had a good because at first when he walked in i was like are they trying to make it like he still has feelings for her because we've done that like we've been over that 
he's happy that she's with Michael and moving on. Mm, so we're not going to, well, yeah. he's moved on too. So he's right. not coming there to be like, Oh geez, I'm so sad that you're marrying Michael or whatever. Right. And so then whenever they started talking as friends and she was like, okay, give me the scoop. You know, I can see there's still tension between you and Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. And don't waste time. You don't know how much time you have or whatever. I, I did like that part of the conversations because yeah. yeah, they've grown to be good friends at this point in time. They know each other really well. And I like that when he challenged something or questioned something, she's like, um, because I was the girl that you used to look at that way. Right. Right. You know, I, I know your guys don't seem to understand that we can pick up on that stuff. Yeah. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You have, you have tells and we know them. You might ignore ours, but <laughs> don't they so much, but <laughs> we're pretty good at picking them up. But then she had a really good conversation with Brooklyn also. Yeah. Willow's conversations with everyone were fine. It was whenever Chase went to talk to Brooklyn that I was like, what are you guys doing? She did get her songs back, but part of that contract was so that he would leave um, Chase's contract alone. And instead of opening up with, hey, I signed a non-disclosure because he was going to try to take your contract too. She's like, oh, I signed a non-disclosure so that I could keep my songs. And then he goes right back to being mad at her. I understand. And rightfully so with the information he had been given. Yeah, right. Exactly. But- and why wouldn't she say that? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. That was part of it. It's not like that was something that just happened. And she was like, oh, yeah, this was a cool, you know, side thing that came with it. You also wasn't going to take your contract. That was her motivation. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know either. But it made me mad because then he didn't believe her. And he was like, I'm so tired of all your crap, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, for once, she's actually telling you the truth when she should tell you not after you guys hook up or whatever and you're not hearing right. it because she worded it all stupid. Yeah. So now we have to drag it out again for, you know, link to brag to what's his partner's name? Blaze. Blaze. Thank you. I should remember that from Paw Patrol, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, for link to brag to blaze so that blaze can turn around to chase and be like, no, don't you understand? She may have, you know, messed up all of, us as far as helping give testimony but at the end she did it so that you could be free because you mm-hmm. have a signed contract he was going to try to take right exactly like it really yes a lot benefits her but there really was a lot isn't anything to do with her right right her main motivation was absolutely to keep him from getting put into a contract with link so He's going to feel like a jerk when it comes out. And I don't know why we had to keep like, again, it took forever for them to get together to the point that when they did, we were like, oh, okay, now they're apart and they're trying to get back together again. And it's like, let's have them have the, oh my gosh, kiss and make up and move forward. Because we're never going to have that moment again where he just had a great conversation with his ex-girlfriend who encouraged her, him to go see Brooklyn and. Right. And it should be the flip side now when he does find this out and come back to Brooklyn and be like, Hey, Oh my gosh, I realized you were telling me the truth that she should be angry and be like, why do you need blaze to tell you? I was telling you the truth when I told you I was telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Very frustrating. It is. Then also Willow asked Drew to walk her down the aisle. Yes. That was cute. I liked that. I really, really liked it. I did. Although it's a little weird that the guy walking you down the aisle is dating your Mm mother-in-law. 
we like to just keep those lines extra blurred. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not inappropriate. It's just weird. Yeah. But I don't think she's happy. Well, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's anything else. There's not here. Can I check my notes? I think I can, right? Yes. I'll look at that. When I have Nina and Jordan talking. Did we talk about that? We talked about Curtis and Jordan, not Nina. Go ahead, because I have nothing on it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, everything else I had. Well, what I do? There we go. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything amazing or whatever, but Jordan come, came into the bar and was like, Nina. And Nina instantly is like, oh, my God, is Sunny okay? That's right. That's right. That's why I didn't write anything down, because I just didn't care. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then... Uh, She's like, is there something going on that that would be an appropriate reaction? And Nina's like, oh, no, my head's just all over the place because, you know, my daughter is sick and this is going on and blah, blah, blah. So I just didn't know. And yeah, it ended up being stupid and pointless. But you yeah. had to have that moment where she was like, oh, no, is Sunny OK? But yeah, that was all that I had besides what we already talked about. So. Cool. So you did good for driving and not having service the whole way. Perfect. Not driving. Shannon wasn't I know driving. Watching I was not driving. <laughs> Somebody was driving, care. but I was in the car that was being driven and service was going in and out. Yes. Well, it was only Thursday and Friday. Friday. I watched Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before I left. So it was okay. just Thursday and Friday that I needed to watch. But yeah, that's why I was like, did Gregory say? And we just didn't. No, I would have loved to have been like, oh, yeah, didn't you hear he has blah, blah, blah. That would have been great for our show and great for the show in general. But unfortunately, nope, he's still keeping it a secret. All right. Reality check. I don't have anything as good as you do as far as reality check. I'm not, you know, off jet setting the country like you have been the past couple weekends. Um, I don't think there's really anything exciting. Well, uh, we celebrated the girls' birthdays Friday night with my family. I was going to say, I'm like, you have birthday week. What are you talking about? Yes, birthday week is coming up. And Emily requested this weekend off to enjoy before her birthday. So we celebrated the girls' birthday at my mom's on Friday. And then we're going to celebrate Matt's on his actual birthday next Friday. So, uh, yeah. But besides that, it wasn't anything... I don't know, the birthdays. And there are those ages where all I want is gift card and money. So it's not even like they got some crazy present that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about. And Megan um, had wanted a new tattoo. And so mm-hmm. she got a tattoo last week that her dad and I split the cost of. So it's not even like, oh, I have this really cool present. I can't wait to give her on her actual birthday. It's like, oh, that excitement's done. So yeah. it's not as fun whenever they're old. I'm excited for Matt. Did I know well, that she had a first tattoo? She has butterflies. You would actually like it. She has butterflies. I didn't know that. Yeah. she is. They're recent. She got the butterflies in January as part of her Christmas present from her dad. Okay. And this one she wanted. And then we have both agreed we are not letting her get any more until she is a grown up. But she had thought these out, talked about them for a while, and had like a real sentimental value behind both of mm-hmm. them. And so that was why I went ahead and let her get them because I'm not normally a I'm not saying I, I just you said another and I'm like when oh, did no, the no, first one mean, happen <laughs> no I just mean she's she is not been getting tatted yet. up since five and I didn't know right. no. <laughs> exactly no I am uh 
not usually again or not usually for people under the age of 18 getting tattoos because we know as teenagers we change our minds every other day about what we want and what we don't want but i made an exception with these because she had actual reason behind them so anyway so yeah she got the tattoo and it's her present so i'm not really excited about their birthdays as much as i could be because they're like not exciting ages but matt's turning 25 if everyone wants to feel really old with me (laughs) he can rent a car yay (laughs) right he keeps saying that um his girlfriend was like we can stay in hotels now because that's another thing that they like don't let you do or airbnbs i'm sorry Okay, I'm like, I was definitely staying in hotels before 25. You might want to add on to that story. Listen, I can also buy cigarettes at 18 that now you can't. So who knows? That's true. That's true. It could have changed. But I guess um, Airbnb is 25. So she was like, you can rent uh, Airbnbs and rental cars. And he was like, I'm just excited if my insurance goes down because now I'm like a real adult. So, yep, yep, yep. But anyway, yeah, so we did that. And, um, his girlfriend and I had breakfast together yesterday because it was Ryan's dad's birthday. Cause everybody has birthdays in March. So Matt and Ryan went out to celebrate with his dad and uh, the girlfriend and I went and had some breakfast and just hung out. So it was nice. Cool, cool. But yeah. So tell us about your exciting uh, plans. Are you winning all kind of money? Have not even. Okay. I've walked through the casino cause I have to, to get to you my room, to. but right. Um, we don't, we're not doing any of that. Oh it's my gosh. On there's so much other stuff to do than gamble. There is so much other stuff to do. And your positioning in your room right now is perfect because the F is right next to you. So it looks like that F is oh, painted just for you. Yeah, it's just random letters too. I didn't even well, I mean, yeah. Um, oh, I assumed so, it was spelling Vegas or whatever, but I was no, like, look at that perfect it's F. Just, it's like it's her own personalized room. No, there's uh, just random letters. Um okay. so on Friday we left at Got picked up at 2.15 in the morning and flew to Atlanta. And then we were boarded on Atlanta for our connection flight. And about 10 minutes after we were supposed to take off, um, got the lovely notice that they were looking at the engine and trying to decide if um, they were going to do anything. Oh, my God. Then then they deboarded us because they didn't have the part. And so we were actually only delayed an hour. So it really wasn't that bad. And then, hi, Susan just walked in. Hi. And then um, we, so we finally, we only made it like an hour and a half late. So it wasn't that bad. And then okay. Friday night, we went to see Menopause the Musical. Oh. Just hysterical. So, so, so good. And then we fell asleep early and then woke up early yesterday and drove out to the Grand Canyon. Nice. Which I had never seen before. And as soon as I got up to, like, I started crying. Like of course you did. <laughs> it's breathtaking. It's amazing. And then um, we went to the Hoover Dam. Mm-hmm. And oh, but still at the Grand Canyon, there's this um, like second stop that you go to that's called Guano Point. And it's like this huge pile of rock, huge pile of rocks. But I'm not going to explain this very well, but it's a really high point, And I climbed up to the top of it by myself. Oh, not like, nice. I mean, Susan and Didi have done before. So like they just. They're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but I went and did it and had a pretty good, um, I had my time. I had my quiet yeah. time. And then then we went to the Hoover Dam. And then we went to an 80s cafe called Back to the 80s. Oh, that's That fun. is super cool. They have the Ecto-Mobile 
and um, tons of memorabilia and stuff. So, and then today we're going to go to an ice bar and then we have our company's happy hour and then tomorrow starts classes and stuff. So, oh, and this morning we woke up at 4.30 also and drove out to the um, sign, uh-huh. the welcome sign to get some pictures. And there was a group of girls who had started running from LA at 4.30 on Friday and just made it to Las Vegas this morning. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So we let them go first for pictures and <laughs> um, I mean, we saw the sunset, sunrise. So it was fun. Oh, nice. Well, it sounds like you're making the most of every minute. So that is very cool. I can't wait to hear about the ice bar. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But yeah, so Thursday's 411 is a fan spotlight with Andrea. And it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Everybody should have their Kleenex out for this week, I feel like. Yeah, yes, 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 <laughs> definitely, definitely. So I guess join us on Thursday as we talk with Andrea. Have a good week. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.